reflecting back on, you know, that Cain and Abel offering. And the Bible said Cain's, Cain's own was not accepted and he was a bit rot. And that always puzzled me. Um, let the guys, Rudy, let's let them come in. Um, that often puzzled me with the, the Cain offering as not being acceptable. And, you know, in just, in just following that through, there were several other times in Leviticus where the Bible didn't just focus on a meat offering, but it focused on a meal offering. And I saw something very interesting recently when he was saying, a grain offering is one that you can give to God, but there's a lot of flexibility inside of it. However, the meat offerings, they were very prescriptive. And when Abel decided to give God a meat offering, he gave that from a position of faith. So faith provided the access point for him to, because there was no template before that. However, when Cain came, he didn't access that position by faith. And therefore, it was found as unacceptable. But when you go on, there was some, a lot of references to aromas in the offerings that the Israelites always had to give to God. And there's a sense in which the meal offering, the grain offering, which is beyond the, the aroma, but God says, if it reflects a hard position, if it reflects that position of faith that you stand in, then that is the thing that makes it acceptable. And we know Romans 12, 1, I think it is, says, offer yourselves as living sacrifices. So this morning, what we want to do, we'll spend some time both exalting God in the sense of worship, but we've left some mics here at the front just in case um, you want to also bring an offering in terms of singing a song unto God or giving a word. Not a word of prophecy to somebody in the, in the, in, in, um, in the hall, but a sense of thanking God and declaring who God is. Is that clear? We want to thank God. We have about an hour. Uh, we're going to have some testimonies as well. But we want to thank God and exalt God for who he is and who he has been to us. And I think um, we could reflect an Abel position this morning in terms of a wholehearted sacrifice that we leave all, you know, we normally say the cares and the issues. But what I want to say is let's leave all the things that we are still believing God for for a moment and they say, God, you know what? You have been good. And if there are visitors here who have not experienced that goodness of God, I'm hoping that you will have an encounter as we all worship together and have that sense of exaltation and triumph. And I'm really hoping that we could not just touch God, but we could lift an aroma of a spiritual significance that God could truly be exalted this morning. All right? So um, I'll hand over to the band now. We'll make some announcements at the earlier part. But then there are also the offering pots at the front, so we wouldn't pause for the offering. Um, for those who are visiting, offering is one way we express our gratitude for all that God has given. But what hopefully you'll experience today is more than just seeing people put monies or other things in the pots, but you'll see people of one heart and one mind declaring to our God who has <coughs> been there all in all. All right? Let's stand. Grace are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord.
from Revelations 5. And it said, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And there is no man, nor in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And it said, And I wept because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereupon. But then it goes on verse 6. And it said, Stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into the earth. And he came and he took the book, and out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden virals full of odors which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book. And upon the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us unto God, out of every blood, out of every kindred, out of every tongue, out of every people and every nation, and hast made unto us our God kings and priests, and we shall reign in the earth. And behold, I heard the voice of many angels, round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and them was ten thousand times ten thousands and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is our lamb worthy is our lamb and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such that I in the sea and in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be to him that sit upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever oh God we praise you worthy indeed are you God who sits upon the throne God, we declare that you have adopted and brought us, oh God, into this redemption. From every tongue, from every nation, from every circumstance, God, we declare that you are worthy. Father God, and because you are on the throne, you have given us access to join with thousands of thousands to declare that you are a God above all gods. And you are indeed our Lord. Oh, worthy are you, O oh God. Bless your holy name. Father God, as we meet here today to give you a sacrifice of praise. Father, we desire to give you our best. But we can only give this, O oh God, by your Holy Spirit. And because of that which you have done. So, oh God, we ask for the seals and the things that bind us and restrict us, O oh Lord God, to loosen us, O oh God, by your grace, so that we may give you a song of thanksgiving and praise, and declare that there is no God like our God. Bless your name. You give life. You, you give love. You, you bring give light to the dark. 
your son from the dead that same spirit which brings life that same spirit which brings freedom that same spirit which brings peace Holy Spirit come come have your way come transform lives come set the captives free Come bring healing to the sick.
all the music is just interluding in the background. If we just reflect on what is our sacrifice? If God was to ask you for something today, what is the most precious thing that you could give him? Um, as I was just thinking about that this morning, I remember like on our anniversaries or birthdays, the girls would normally make cards. And it really breaks me down because they have pocket money or, you know, in the piggy bank and they could go to Hallmark or whatever and grab a card. But they often design something in Word and put a picture there. And it really blows me away more than buying a really fantastic, well-typed out, nice poem card because for them, I know that represents their all. You know, and when we reflect on God, John 3, 16, don't say, for God has given us all the natural gas deposits. Or he has given us all the cedars of Lebanon. Or he has given us the rivers and the streams. He said, for God so loved us that he gave his only son. And that's the representation of the sacrifice. And even when God was deciding to give something to us, how he looked inside of himself and he found the very most precious thing that he had. And he gave that up for us. So as we reflect now and we decide to give God a song of praise and just be in this moment of worship, let's look inside of ourselves. And it's not going to be by haranguing or compulsion. We're not going to encourage anybody to be Ananias and a Sapphire. Those are two, two characters in the Bible that try to mirror what other people were doing. But it said, so have you are so freely gained, you now give back to God. So as the interlude is going, let's reflect and let's say for the, what God has been to you, and I appreciate there may be um, visitors in our midst who may have not encountered a relationship with God just yet, and we're hoping that that can happen for you in this meeting. But for what God has done for us, I think we have enough of a revelation of who he is that we could look to him now and give him something of a priceless sacrifice in terms of our hard position. Son of God was laid 
is risen. He is alive. He is alive forever. He is glorified. Most of you know my story. But at 18, I tried to wipe out my life. And if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for his mercy, if it wasn't for his goodness, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have an amazing wife and four amazing kids. I wouldn't get to be part of this amazing community of people that come together. It's about him. It's about that stone being rolled away and the freedom and the life and the miracle that happens when we declare that Jesus is Lord of our lives. And again, I declare Jesus is Lord of my life. There is another way. There's a way out of the depression. There's a way out of the darkness. There's a way out of that secular thing. Go to work, to come home, to go to sleep, to feed myself, to go to work. He brings light. He brings freedom. He releases those chains which bind us. He brings peace like you've never experienced. He brings a reason for living. He brings healing. Healing of our minds and our bodies. And a certainty that as he rose, so will we. As he rose, so will we. What an inheritance. What an inheritance and what a God. What a God that he would send his son. What a God that would choose to lay it all aside for you, for me. That's the God we praise. That's the God we serve. That's the God we lift our voices to, lift our adoration to, lift our hands to. That's the God that makes a difference in each and every one of us. And if you don't know him, if you don't know him, it's not rocket science. It's just saying to God, I acknowledge your son Jesus. I know he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Come dwell in me. Come change me from the inside out. I love him because he first loved me.
confess every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord he is Lord he is Lord he Just as Mark did, I want to encourage us to, we've got some mics up at the front, just to come forward, just to declare who God is to you, and just to thank him for something. Um, but to help us with that, because I know we are accustomed to form, we'll put the offering pots at the front, just to help us move from our seats. So at this point, I'm going to encourage us as the musicians, just play, continue to pray interlude. If we can come up and put our offering, but then after we've finished that, I'll be asking us just to come forward and just to, nobody beyond a minute, but just to give God thanks for who he has been and who he is to us, all right? And I'm going to help lead us off. But just as Mark did, just acknowledging that in his darkest hour, God met him there and didn't just met him by preserving his life, but his family, he didn't mention his friends, Johnny forgot us. <laughs> but the friends and all that God added to his life, having come through that junction, 
that he could now stand and boldly declare that God is faithful and he's really Lord over all. So if we stand then for those who have, I can encourage you to come forward. The offering pots at the front. As the musicians continue to play an interlude. And then I want us to use the mics and just declare the goodness of God. Five years and ten days ago, I was diagnosed with leukemia. And then, at that point, I decided that that was not going to define me, but God was. And I just want to give thanks to him today that I'm still here and it's still okay. Thank you. Nobody's coming forward. Nobody's giving an offering today. How do I get them out of form, John? <laughs> Come forward, please. And if you feel to give a testimony of declaring something to God, just choose that mic, this one, to speak into. Thank you, God. my rock and my salvation um, I won't tell you how many years ago but it was a, I was a teenager when I gave my life to the Lord and many many years later I can look back through all the phases of my life and know that God has been there and been my rock and my salvation at all times and in all circumstances to thank God that family is family and it's not about meetings and it's not about rules and regulations style family is family there is a story behind this but I do want to thank God that he's teaching me more deeply about his fatherhood I, I only a minute, so I can't tell you the rest of it. <laughs> uh, last week, John was talking about Job and what he had been through and how the end was different from the beginning. I think at a later time, John mentioned about a revelation. I thought, what's the revelation look like? And as I was sitting there, it was like God showed me the story of myself. He knew me in my mum's womb. And then when I came into the world, it was like his hands were under me all the time. Um, I was born just before the Second World War, believe it or not. And so there was bombs dropping all, me, all around us when we lived in Elm Park. My home life with my mum and dad, they were forever fighting. As a little kid, I saw mum and dad scrapping with each other. As I, it, this caused me mental problems. So later in my teens and 20s, I was in and out of psychiatric hospital with all the treatment went with it, electric drugs and all that. And, and, and God's hands were there and he was showing me this, that even in those bad times, he still knew me, even though I didn't know him. And it, it wasn't until I was about 30 that he came into my life and it just turned around completely. And one of his promises when I, when I first 
accepted Jesus as, I will restore to you the years which the locust have eaten. I have Vivian, I have twins, I have this great big family, and God is just so good. For eight years, I never went outside the front door. I was so terrified. Um, about 10 years ago, for the very first time, I got a passport when I was 65, and I've now used it 17 times. And that was for someone who never went out. And I just praise God, because he's good. Tina was talking about family just now. Well, I want to do a personal note, actually. I want to thank God for my children. They're brilliant. But also, I want to thank God for Macy. I mean, she is just such a joy. Uh, I want to thank God for his presence with us here today and for the peace that he brings. Uh, for me personally, last week, uh, I was having a very strong, stiff neck. Uh, we were called to come forward for prayer. Um, I, I, I did come, and two people prayed for me. Uh, the pain kind of reduced at that movement, but it didn't go away. But uh, days after, the pain was gone. I owe that to no one but from that prayer. So thank God. I just wanted to thank God for being my provider that whatever situation um, I found myself in, he's always been um, trustworthy and faithful and, and provided everything that I need. And for setting me free from cycles of negative thinking and despair, and for meeting me with his love and acceptance. And I just want to thank him for him taking me from a place of just hearing about his love and hearing about his forgiveness to actually feeling it for myself. Um, about nine years ago, my father died today. Um, and I'd forgotten about it. And I was sleeping last night and had a dream that... Um, John was my father, and my father was in John, my biological father. It was like the two people became one. And he was talking to me and saying, oh, you need to spend more time with me. And I'd, I'd forgotten that today was the day that he died. And as soon as I went on Facebook this morning, it was like I saw the second, and Facebook reminds you of things a year ago. And it was like, oh, um, your, your dad kind of died today. But it was like God knew that that was going to happen and he prepared me that he's not shortchanged me, that he's actually given me father, that he's always there and he's been providing for me my whole life. And it's just, he's just my provider. And I'm just thankful to him for that. Um, back in February, I had a really difficult time, especially I think people probably mumbling clear sound. I was in pieces because... My mum and dad was fighting a lot and I thought they're going to get divorced. They've been, over the years, been that that. And I thought that was it. And I'm really upset and I don't want to see the family broken. And um, a lot of people pray for me and with me. And during the times, things picking up and changed. And they're both here now. They didn't even have one fight. So, and we had a lovely time together. I, I can, I thank God 
he can change things even in my head is dead but he can change he can change it thank you lord As the guys were giving thanks, please tell your story. Happened to me this week. Um, just talking to PJ, one of those guys, and just talking about a renewed mind. And you know, Paul talked about bodily exercise profit little, but he's encouraging us to spiritual exercise. So as we're reflecting on it, I was asking God for more, but I wasn't asking Him for more for money or anything like that. You know, I recently, you know, generously received um, an award financially and that that was good but I wanted more you know um, I have this thing called psoriasis which manifests when I'm stressed out and over the last three four weeks it has been playing up and I've been told, telling the guys and I said God beyond the anxiety of work and circumstance I want you and like the rich young ruler you know God have been talking to me about meekness and he said, that's the thing for you, Hans. I want you to, to go through. And he, he created certain circumstances. All back in the slum, you remember the plumb line situation? Where they, you know, the circumstances where I had to choose not declaring and holding on to my own, but giving room to others and to him. And this week, God kind of showed me 
that is bought by his grace, I exist. It's almost like he peeled it back for a moment. And I was able to see that even the things that I think I have perfected or have come to master in the earth, that without him, they all count as naught. And it just created inside of me a, such a hunger and a desire for his grace. That like Job in any moment, without his grace and his protection, even the things that we have mastered in the earth will count as naught. Even the things we have gained through spiritual exercise. And I just think this fire that Mark is singing about here and the guys um, is just apt that the thing we want above the possessions is God's grace to continue to abide. We want that Holy Spirit to continue to walk with us. Because if he only peels back that cloak of his grace, we are nothing. We can't rely on yesterday's perfection. So let us, um, as we continue to sing these songs, when we say we want more of God, we ask him for the things that are incorruptible. Meekness. Changes in our inner man that brings us into perfection. Is this day a happy day? The greatest day in history. Death is beaten, been and you have rescued me. Sing it out, Jesus, Jesus is alive. The empty cross, cross, the empty grave. Life eternal, you have won the day. Shout it out. Jesus is alive, is alive, oh, happy day, happy day, you wash my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same,
that brings us to the end of the meeting, but is there anyone in the, in the meeting here who don't know Jesus Christ? I know Mark shared his testimony. We welcome you to come to the front where we could pray with you. If there's anyone else who wants prayer or feeling that they're feeling a sense of restriction in terms of being able to give God a worship offering, if you come to the front, we'll be quite happy to stand together with you and to pray. All right, but otherwise, enjoy your week and see you again next week. Bye.